Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The 1930s were a very difficult time to be alive. The Great Depression weighed heavily on everyone. Prohibition made it difficult to drown your sorrows. Poverty and crime were everywhere. Difficult time indeed. Our scenario is entitled Dead Border. It was written by Todd Gardner and Mike Mason, with some slight alterations made by me. I'm your GM, and this is a one-shot. This is also the second time we've run this scenario, so let's consider this version too. First off, before we begin, let me introduce our players, some of which are new to us, and uh, the cast of characters that they'll be playing. Uh, we have Mike Ray. He will be playing the book dealer, Lyndon Fairfax. Kevin Glazner. He will be playing the businessman, Jer Jerome uh, Goldman. Uh, Joe Multari will be playing the hoodlum, Roman Skirgalia. Mick Swan will be playing the nosy neighbor, Victor Schaefer. And Abel Vargas will be playing the college student, Philip Whittlethorpe Daymichael. All right. So we have a great cast. Uh, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> the year is 1931. It's summer, June 21st to be exact. It's hot outside and the humidity is high, which makes it oppressive. We're in the middle of the depression and it's hit the residents of Providence, Rhode Island pretty hard. You live in Ma Schenck's boarding house on the edge of Federal Hill just outside Little Italy. Ma Shanks used to be a lot more active in the business, but due to her advanced age, she's 91, a few years ago she hired Mrs. Olivia Clark to manage the building as its landlord. She lives here with her 10-year-old son, Tommy. It's about 11 a.m., and a number of tenants, including you, have gathered on the third floor to speak with the landlord about one of the other tenants, Mr. James Gardner. Gardner has been a resident for a little over two years, and though he is not a very interactive man, you do occasionally see him coming and going. Some of you have spoken with him, but never for any great length of time. He seems like a nice man, though obviously he likes his privacy. You've become concerned that he hasn't been seen for a few days, nor has he answered his door. Each of you has reasons to check, on his, check his room, and so... You've chosen this hot, uncomfortable day to pester Mrs. Clark and get her to open his apartment, just to check. You can unmute. <laughs> Out of my way, all of you. I need, I've got business with Mrs. Clark. I'll knock on that door. All Clark! Right. Mrs. Clark. What? What? What's going on? Gardner, I mean, I'm business with the man. I haven't seen him around. Open the door for me. You want... Look, Mr. Goldman, I can't just open up somebody's door for you. He's, uh, he's got his own things, his own privacy. He probably just doesn't want to be bothered. Well, listen, Olivia. Olivia, can I, can I call you Livy? I mean, we're all friends here, right? We can. You can you know, call nobody has clock. Uh, well, Miss, I'm sorry, Mister well, Daly. Well, Mrs. Clark, then if that's the way it's going to be, fine. I mean, we're all friends here, and we're all just trying to, you know, check up on the guy. I mean, my God, you're all here. 
That's right. Well, I, I heard I heard the commotion from upstairs, uh, and, uh, and I, I came down. I haven't seen him in a week. I, I usually see him at least once a week. Look, fine, fine. I, I have some business with him. I've got to, I've loaned him a couple of books. I need to get back. Just open it up, and I'll go in there real quick, and I'll be right out. No oh, problems. Just, 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 just give me a couple of seconds. You know, besides, he owes me some money for for rent anyway. So. All right, where are my keys? Okay, I got my keys. All right, let's go. So, Tom, I just want to know, mm-hmm. could, you, could you reasonably call Mrs. Clark a handsome woman? No. Damn it. Okay, no. carry on. Oh. And one more thing, Mrs. Clark, that son of yours. If I catch him putting paper bags full of poop and lighting them on fire and putting them on my doorstep stop again, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mr. Goldman, you know there's no such thing as that. And, uh, Were fire alarms a thing in the 1930s? Probably not in this building. <laughs> in fact, it's a, it's a point I should point out. The, the, the building has electricity. Nobody has air conditioning. Um, it's hot. Uh, people have electric, people have telephones, but they don't work in this building. So, right. Okay. Anyways, let's go open the door. Let's see how he is. And she goes up to the door and she pulls out of her outer keys and she knocks on the door. Mr. Gardner, are you there? Mr. Gardner? Jimmy, are you in there? Jimmy? Do I smell anything? Says, well, maybe he guess he's not in there. So oh, man, Clark, just step aside. Let us let us go in and take care of business. She uh, I mean, do I smell anything like rotten food or nothing. a dead body or there know. there might be a a faint, odd smell in the air, though. Um, she she turns the key in the lock, and once again knocks. Mister Gardner, we're coming in, and she opens up the door, and uh, this is what you see. Oh dear God! Oh my! Oh. Uh. What, 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 is, what is this that he is lying upon? It looks like some sort of a, a tarp. Um, the there's no there are no lights on in the room, but the light is coming through the window and illuminating the scene. Right, um, it's because it's the middle of the day, right? So, right, it's eleven o'clock. There is an odd smell in the air. It smells almost like like incense but not a not a very pleasant smelling incense also smells vaguely of candles oh my god what oh my god i've got that dead tenant on the floor at this time tommy comes up to look and she's like no tommy you don't go you need to run down the street you need to go to uh get find officer malone uh he should be on his beat or if you have to go to the precinct house tell them to come quickly there's been an accident and she sends Tommy off. Well, 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 Tell well, him to wait, bring wait, an wait, ambulance. Wait, 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 don't, I don't think you need to bring the police at this point. Yes, of you do. Bring the police. Of course you need to bring the police. Hey, Tom, I, I walk right I, in. I walk I, right in and I check his pulse. As Tom and I will... Well, he's standing. Pulse. I'm going to go over to the next Hold on. Everybody can't talk at the same time. <laughs> uh, who said he was going to check his pulse? Me. I'm walking right in and checking his pulse okay, unless somebody's Philip, grabbing me. Philip, you're going for the for the the dead body to check the pulse. Um, uh, Kevin, what did you say? 
I am will step in to the towards the wardrobe and I will be looking for those objects that I'm looking for. Okay. Um well, I'd I'd like to know what that um bit of paper and the two black things and the yellow thing. <coughs> That's what I was gonna take a look at. Okay. And I was going to the nightstand. Okay. For those listening on audio, like what we see is there's a a picture of a small, really crappy one room apartment with a a dead man covered in blood and what looks like a blue tarp on a rug, like with some, yeah, with a bed and nightstand and some furniture around him. And Roman, what do you have? Room, I don't have a rug. Why don't I have a rug? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look through his nightstand. Oh, that's right. You said the nightstand. And it was uh, a birthday present for me. I bought him the rug. Oh, my God, you ghouls. He's, he's not, like, you don't even, he's not even cold and you're, like, looting his room. Do I feel a pulse? Um, so uh, uh, you go over to the body and uh, you check for a pulse and it becomes immediately apparent. He's been dead for a couple of days. Uh, do a... God damn it, Jimmy. Without, without actually without doing any kind of rule, you can see that he seems to be lacerated all over and that... His throat has been cut. Um, I'm going to uh, check. It looks like there is any self-affliction. Well, let's see. Where where were you headed, though? I was going to the candles and the paper on the floor. Okay, so you're heading that way. So are you, Mr. Schaefer? Correct. You That's wanted right. to see what's yes. on the floor. All right, on the floor. We'll, we'll get to the rest of you in a moment. Uh, there is, uh, there are two candles. They're black. They have burnt down to nubs. And there is a small circular sort of dish uh, made out of brass. And it looks like he was burning some sort of incense on top of that. Uh, the piece of cloth I mean, sorry, the piece of paper uh, looks like this. Oh, you also notice about the body that the blood is dry. So it's been there for a couple of days. Gotcha. So it's a letter with some Greek letters on it in a spiral covered with like lots of spots of blood. Uh, I, I know a little bit of Greek. Uh, can I take a little try here? Sure. Do your... Uh... Uh, Greek roll. Oh, I do too. It is a 28. No, I just miss it. I have a 25. I rolled a 29. Um, you are free to use luck roll, uh, luck points if you want to. All right. Got 35. Linda, did you pass? Yeah, that was a 28. That pass. All right. So for those of you who passed, or if you're going to use your luck, uh, Yes, I'm going to use luck. That's what you see. You can read it out loud for us. I call upon the one who is Yag Satha to hear my prayer. He is the gate and the key, the guardian of forever. This vessel has been prepared for you. Empty the man and fill this body. Transport my consciousness. Prepare the way of the dreams, the way to dreams. La la yeah 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 so yeah yeah 
Yag Sathath. Open the gate. Damn it, Jimmy. Well, I knew he was drinking, but I didn't know it had gotten this bad. He went crazy. Uh, from the nightstand, I holler out, what the hell are you all on about? Take, take a look at this. He left some kind of he left some kind of suicide note. I'm gonna pass the note over to Roman. It doesn't make any sense. So Roman is on the other side of the bookcase uh, by the nightstand. Um. Uh, let's see, Lyndon, you are by uh, towards the the top of the. Well, you're where the, the top of his head. It looks like. Victor, you are too. Uh, Philip, you are moving towards the wardrobe, did you say? So um, I'm looking at the uh, table. And are those, um, are those cabinet doors there on the right? Uh, yes. Okay. They're, uh, they're up kind of high, uh, closer to the, you know, up towards the ceiling. They All right. are, uh, they're more or less storage. If you open them up, you'll see you know, canned food and things like that. Uh, there's lots of stuff up there, but it's kind of like a rudimentary pantry, and it's where you would store your stuff for, for stuff like that. Toilet. Gotcha. Yeah, there's, there's nothing in there to interest me then. I mean, um, I'll look at the papers on this table. Okay, on the table, uh, you find... We'll get to the nightstand in a second. One moment. I basically say, I'm well, I mean, he must have family back in Scotland or something, I guess. The least we can do is send him a letter and let him know that he's, uh, he's passed away. I'm just looking for a phone number of an employer or, you know, a letter to mom, something like that. All right, on the table. Where is the table? It's to the right of him. Here it is. Um, that's the wrong table. Oh, here we go. Um, you file. You find uh, some organized uh, a pile of correspondence. And uh, you find an attractive wooden holder for papers, pens, and some envelopes. Uh, there's also a hat on the far end of it, a fedora. Mm -hmm. Obviously his hat. Um, the first piece of information you find, you find a note from uh, the... Uh, from the uh, you find a note that's actually from uh, from Jerome. Oh. Um, the note, when you see it, uh, it's asking Mr. Gardner if the ledgers have been finished. It's imploring Mr. Gardner to make haste as the ledgers are needed as soon as possible. The letter is dated June 14th, seven days ago. Okay. 
You also find a letter from Mr. Gardner's bank manager in Scotland regarding the, his dwindling funds in, the, in his account. The letter warns that unless measures are taken to address the situation, Mr. Gardner's account will be cleaned out within the next six months. And you also find a range of other unopened correspondence, letters concerning various mundane matters, and some uh, from an assortment of domestic Scottish and English uh, senders, as well as some from further afield. Nothing really important in those. Okay. What you found. And you, you probably haven't announced this to everybody. Well, I mean, I do say um, there's some for, uh, for Jerome. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Give, give, let me have that. That's a letter that I sent him. Yeah. So, uh, well, hold on a second. Like, so you said there's some ledgers here that you were do, doing for him. Well, it's a, it's our personal business. I had some business with him. Um, there's no reason for you to hold that letter. Um, uh, Tom, as I'm scanning around the bookshelf, the nightstand, do I see the ledgers? You don't. Uh, Dave, Dave, Michael, there's no reason for you to keep that letter. Uh, I, I, it's my business. I'd, I'd like it back. Now hold on my hand. I'll, I'll give it back to him. I'll give him back his letters. The ones that are the ones that are from Jerome. Yeah, Roman. You've gone over by the nightstand. Now the first thing that you notice is that his bed is tidy. It's made. It's the sheets are made. But there's definitely a depression in the pillow, as if he were laying on it at some point. Um, there are a pair of slippers next to the bed, and there are brown shoes that are placed neatly under the bed. On the nightstand, there is an old book, the Dreamer's Dictionary. Um, it's, uh, uh, and that's, that's all that's sitting there. Now, there is a drawer in the, the nightstand. Uh, well, I think the first thing uh, Roman's going to do is he's going to um, kind of page through the book real quick to see if it was like a false book. You know how people, you know, hide stuff in books. Right. Roman, um, do, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you got there, Roman? Ah, it looks like the poor chap's book. That, Something uh, false. He, dreamer, I think. he borrowed that book from me. Is You mind if I get it back? Uh, there's nothing hiding in it, right? No. In fact, no, it looks really old. In fact, uh, Roman, uh, do an appraise roll. Uh, oh, hey, not terrible. 98. <laughs> okay. You don't know anything about the value of books, so. You know, I just hand it right back over. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Been looking for some. Uh, anything else, Roman? Uh, yeah, well, everyone's kind of caught up talking about the letters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of like move around his pillow, maybe, maybe like peek under his mattress or something, see if he's got any cash stashed away. You don't see anything there, no. Hmm. Well, then the drawer, I guess. Okay. I look at uh, the, are, are his eyes open? Uh, his eyes are closed. Hmm. We'll get back. We'll get, okay. we're going to examine him. We'll get back to that in a moment. Okay. Um, so Roman, you open up the drawer and 
you find a couple of interesting things. You find a small uh, leather journal, and you find um, a, a little bottle. You find a couple of little bottles. Both of them have some sort of liquid inside. Uh, well, I'm sorry. One of them has liquid inside, kind of a brownish liquid. The other vial has a white powder inside. Neither one is labeled. All right, so back to the body. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you do a first aid roll? Since you're okay. Looking at his body. All right. Ah, that nope. That's a big goose egg. I rolled like a sixty, and I have. Do I have it at base? Yeah, base, I have it at base. So no. Okay. Um. So, what you do see is this. Uh, there's a deep cut, a laceration. Uh, across his face, around his head, and down to his throat. It looks like it started on the top of his head and spiraled like this. Okay. With a final, like that. Damn, um, that's elaborate. Okay. Um, and it's, it's a deep cut. Uh, you're also pretty sure that it was self-inflicted because the blood on his hands and the, and the stain sort of pattern on his shirt would indicate that at some point he had to switch hands as he was doing this. Oh my God, Jimmy, what, what the fuck? You can do a sanity roll. I forgot you should all do sanity rolls when you walk through the door. Mein Gott. 38. I pass um, with zero six. Pass. Okay. Uh, why, did I, why did I get a one for this and not on something like <laughs> excellent where it was? <laughs> if you pass, take, take take one damage, except for you, Mick. You don't take any damage. If I you fail, do a 1d4. In the old country, I saw death. This is nothing new to me. Philip, you also noticed that uh, although his clothes are pretty blood-stained, his uh, shirt... Uh, has is sort of torn open or, or or unbuttoned, and there seem to be some strange sort of markings on his chest. Um, but other than that, you you didn't get a better roll, so that's okay. You get. But, um, yeah, he, uh, Philip drops to his knees beside the body and starts crying. Um, I'm I'm going to um true to character um, but in and um, start looking over his shoulder at the body and see what I can see. Okay. I'll do another uh, first aid roll. I don't, don't want to get too close to it. So. That's a 35 out of 50. Okay. That's a regular success? Mm-hmm. You can you can tell pretty much that um, that he he was able to go so far around his head, but the the last 
pull was across his neck and it was done quickly and deeply so that he bled out. Um, you also think once you're looking at him, you also notice that there's something on his skin under his chest. You also notice it where his sleeve is a little loose, that there's something on his, the back of his wrist. Well, I'm, I'm going to take the pencil from my pocket and just, just see if I can move his sleeve up a little bit. Okay. You oh, start- man, you ghoul. Like, you're looking for a while. I slap his hand away. I'm, like, trying to loot the body. Those guys over there are, like, taking his books and stuff. No, there's, there's, have there's some respect. Some, there, there's something, there's something on on his on his skin. There's there's something there. Philip, do a spot hidden. Right. Sure. Be defensive. I like that. <laughs> and I pass. Regular success. When he says that, and when you when you sort of slap him away, and the, the sleeve rolls up a little, there is something on his skin. It looks like there are marks, like. Uh, he has been cutting his skin uh, in little spirals in in places on his on his wrist. Um, do you go farther? Yeah, I mean, I look here. I mean, now you start oh, to notice that all over his arms, on his chest, probably his whole body, on his legs. If you lift up one of his pants legs. He has little spirals that he's cut into his skin, like scarification. Some of them look like they're a few months old. Some of them look fresh. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen this in hospitals back in New York, like people who are disturbed, especially guys who came back from the war, like they sometimes they cut themselves or hurt themselves in their sleep. Jerome, what are you up to? So, um, I don't see the ledgers in the bookcase. Kind of what, what kind of books are in there? Um, there are a number of old books. Um, you start to look through, and uh, the bookcase itself is a, is a finely carved and uh, glass-fronted uh, bookcase. Um, there's two little cherubs on either side playing flutes, and it's, it's an expensive piece of furniture. Something that uh, you know could be sold for an awful lot of money, but uh, since you 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 know that you you're pretty sure that he didn't work, that he must have gotten maybe inherited money from someplace. Um, so, my not seeing them is it just a matter of, of quickly scanning? Um, if can I spot hidden, um, you know, just get in there, open the drawers and look through? Yeah. What you're, what you're looking at is, as you look at the books, um, a great many of them are on finance and banking. Okay. Uh, there's a few travel books uh, for some strange, obscure places. There are a couple of occult books, which is kind of odd. Uh, one of them is Myths and Legends of Ancient Greece and Rome by E.M. Behrens. There's The Interpretation of Dreams by Sigmund Freud in German. Um, uh, but there's not, there's not like enough books to completely fill the whole thing. Um, 
Okay. I mean, if I can make a determination that what I'm looking for isn't really there, as these guys are kind of arguing and, and looking around, I, I want to move back over to the desk and just research it. Okay. Well, before you do that, as you're going okay. along, you notice at the end of one of the rows of books, there is a strange looking bookend. It seems to be, you, you didn't really notice it before. You just thought it was an interesting carved wood sort of thing. You weren't looking for the, the bookend, but now that you look, it's a strange, almost looks like a, a dragon or a, octopus or combination of the two sort of a hunched figure sitting on a little pedestal and uh, used to hold the books up um i will uh you know manipulate just kind of push it over if it's look and see if i can tell if it's hollow or anything like that That's okay the second you touch it it feels cold and slimy and there's a strange almost electric tingling that runs up your arm. Do a uh, sanity throw. Uh, this one's a failure. Okay. Uh, you're going to take uh, 1d3 of damage, but at the same time, when you touch it, it's almost like you're in this, it, like you're caught up in a dream and you are for all intents and purposes, underwater at the bottom of the ocean. And you're looking at something monstrously huge, some sort of a, a building. And the second you take your finger off of it, it's gone. I will thrash about for a moment like I'm swimming. Okay. And then uh, kind of bend over at the waist and and breathe deeply and um, like I'm out of breath. And, and, uh, yeah. Somebody grabbed did, Jerome. Did, did, He's obviously like, did, did, did anybody see that? Did you it's only 11 a.m. It's like you're three sheets to the wind over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sit, sit down I, before you fall no. down, man. I, I only had some bourbon with my, my coffee. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. We can tell. We can tell. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to start backing towards the door. Uh, Roman's going to help you steady yourself after your little episode there. Roman, you're a good boy. Thanks. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I had a spell. I don't know well, what you know, it is. It's, it's only to be expected after, after I mean, the, the, uh, it is not every day one sees a dead body. Yeah, my dad used no. to have spells too. Right yeah. around tea time, every day. I'm telling you, Dave Michael, I'm, I'm tired of it, Okay. I drink what I want to drink, and I don't need some teetotaler telling me that, that I need to stay off the, the bottle. We, we all know prohibition's not working. All right, whatever you say. Rummy. Roman, uh, you've, you've sort of steadied uh, Jerome. Uh, what did you do with the stuff in the drawer? Um. What's my intelligence? Um, 50. So I'm going to say he just doesn't have too much interest in it. He doesn't, he, he has right. no idea what it is. So, right. so you just leave it there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd put it on top instead of in the drawer. Okay. Um, Lyndon, what are you up to? 
Um, I assume Jerome didn't let us know what was in the bookshelf, or did? No. No. Just on a weird reaction to the books. I'm going to just take a look and see what's on the bookshelf. Okay. You see the same thing. You see myths and legends of ancient Rome, ancient Greece, and interpretations of dreams by Sigmund Freud. Um, other than that, most of the stuff is uh, what you'd expect. I'm going to look at each of the books, books individually, and then go. Uh, ah, there's my book. Uh, Lyndon, stay away from that 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 dragon little thingy there. That the statuette, that that bookend. Just stay away from it. I will. I will, Jerome. I, these these two books. Uh, he he. They they belong to me. He borrowed them from me, and I'm i was just hoping to get them back. Uh, when Jerome points out the statue, uh, it kind of catches Roman's attention. Can I make an appraise check on it? Sure. Uh, there's there. Seven or er, eighty-seven. So. Yeah. Okay. You're not sure, but you could get something for it. You betcha. You know, if you needed to. Well, you yeah. uh, you read German, Mister Fairfax? I don't read it. I'm just interested in collecting these books. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a, a great thinker. For, I mean, Freud's a great man. Yeah, Dr. Freud is, is, yeah. is a great thinker. It's a shame you cannot read his work. Me and... I can't think of the well, guy's that was both. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy was a nice guy. He was a smart guy. He was always into new philosophies. Me and, me and Jim, we had uh, discussions on dreams, and he took a great interest in it. I must say, this, um, it is odd that... that uh, he has this thing here, this this poem written in uh, in Greek because uh, you know my room, my room is just uh, beneath his, and at night I I can hear the sound of him uh, reading his poetry out aloud and uh, out aloud and, and and not in a it was some foreign language hmm. perhaps it was it was Greek. Mrs. Clark says, uh, uh, Victor, when was the last time you, you heard something like that? Uh, that would have been a, uh, maybe a couple of nights ago, I think. Hmm. I wonder if Mrs. Madeira heard anything. She, she lives directly across the hall. Well, I, I, I could... I could um... I could ask her, you know, um, I don't think she really likes me very much, but, um, ah, tish tosh. I'll, um, well, I, I, I will do just that. I'll, I'll go knock on her door. Victor, let me, let me go with you. Yes. Yes. It's probably for the best. It's, uh, especially if she doesn't like you, another friendly face. Well, I, I, I think yes, yes. Let us let us do that. Okay. So while they're heading across the hall, uh, Philip, what are you doing? Well, I'm. I mean, I'm feeling sorry for poor Jimmy. Ayers. obviously was in a lot of psychological pain for a long time. I mean, um, I'm looking around for a diary, like a notebook, something like I don't know some something that he's written himself. Well, you think that he kept a journal? 
You know, yeah, I mean, he's the kind that would have. I mean, I look at the bookcase. I tried a little check under the bed. There's nothing under the bed. Um, uh, outside the game room, and what did you do with the journal? Um, you know, I forgot about it, so I probably just set it down. Just, you left it there in the drawer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Philip, as you are looking around, okay. go over to his nightstand. And sure. Uh, sure enough, there is a journal inside the nightstand. Well, I start, um, I start with the last entry and I start working backwards. Well, I'm going to give you something. Uh, it's not a large journal. Technically, okay. it would take you about 10 minutes to go through it. All right. Uh, but I'll, I'll have you, uh, you're reading that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. will, uh, I will have you read. Oh, here, let me just, let me send this to you. Let's see if I can do it this way. Uh, let's see if I can send you a private. Okay. Okay, and then you can share. I don't think it will let me copy and paste all of this. So what we'll do is we'll just go ahead and we'll say that you're reading that. Sure. And then I'll give you a, the thing to read as a revelation for what you find. Okay, gotcha. That takes you about 10 minutes to read. Um, uh, let's see, Lyndon and Victor. Jared, uh, uh, Jerome, what are you doing? What are you up to? So, uh, you know, after my spell, I kind of backed, um, and I don't have the picture of the uh, of the room with me, um, but uh, I think I, I went towards the door, you know, where the do- open door was in the wardrobe. Okay. And so so as, as I'm sort of coming out of it, I, I, I turn and I start to you search the wardrobe and okay. kind of mutter to myself, damn gardener, fucking ledgers. <laughs> and just do what I ask him to do. All right. So you're starting to look at the wardrobe. Um, when you open up the wardrobe, you find, uh, clothes hanging up. Uh, there are some shoes and, uh, there is a wooden box about yay big sitting in the back of the wardrobe, uh, with a lock on it. Hey, uh, Roland, come here a second. Hey, son, can you help me get into this thing real quick? We gotta, I, I gotta uh, find those those books that that son of a bitch was apparently not working on too hard. Yeah, sorry, my computer locked up. That's why I didn't unmute. Um, uh, let's see here. What do you need? Uh, I, uh, I, I, I kind of need to get into this. I need to, to just make sure that either the books are in there or the books are not in there. Can you can you help me? Can you help out a pal? Uh, it doesn't look like the size that your books could fit in there. Not a lot. Uh, um, well, I don't know. It looks like it might be too, too small for my, my books, but uh, I don't know how far away that is that cop, you think? Uh, well, 
I, I don't know what you think I, I do for a living, but I, I'm no locksmith, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I just uh, thought you'd help me pry it open. Mm. Um, oh, I could do that. Yeah, why don't you take care of that real quick, and I'll... Uh... Um, Dave, Michael, uh, why don't you look underneath the bed right there? What are you looking for? Yeah, just have a look under the bed. Roman, hurry up, he's looking under the bed. All right. Uh, so, Dan, I'm still sitting there reading the journal. I'm really okay, not paying so, attention. What are you going to use so, to pry it open? Well, uh, add a game real quick. Uh, I want to know if uh, uh, I I did send you a message. I want uh, I want to make sure it was actually working, or if I did it wrong. No, I got your message. Uh, I just okay. didn't, I didn't notice yet. Okay, no problem. I just want to make sure it's sent. Um, anyway, you're not, you're not near it at the, at the moment. Okay, so uh, do I think my switchblade would work, or do you think that would break the blade? Do I think? It looks like a pretty hefty wooden box. You'd probably break the blade. Okay. Um, uh, it, it looks like you need a little key. Come on, come on. Robert. Is anyone by the body? Um, yeah, I think Philip is next to the body. No, oh, he, I thought he looks, was by the, he looks somewhat distracted. All right, I'm going to lean over to Jerome. Keep his attention. I'm going to go see if he's got a key. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, Dave Michael, what is that, uh, what's in that, what's in that, uh, that journal you're reading? All right, so I got a regular success on like spot hidden to find a key on on uh, uh, Gardner's po uh, person. Okay, um, uh, you find his. Well, I'll, I'll get back to you in a second. Let's go ahead and do uh, Philip. Okay, so Philip, you you've been you're sitting on the bed and you've been reading through the journal, and uh, uh, you look rather shaken. You're, you're going to automatically lose one sanity point, and you're going to uh, you're going to gain two occult uh, percents, two percent on your occult. Um, and this is this is sort of a summary of what you've read. You can read this out loud. All right, the uh, the dream journal of James Gardner. Let's see. Um, the journal begins about two years ago. He recorded an entry about two or three times a week for many months. He made each entry after having a vivid dream. He describes his experiences as both marvelous and bizarre and very real feeling. He begins referring to this other reality as the dreamlands. Dreams suddenly stop about 11 months ago. His entries after this express great frustration. No dreams again. This goes on for weeks. Three months ago, the entry reads, at last, my prayers have been heard. I found myself in a cavern of blue crystals. There was a high place and a throne. On the throne sat a being that shimmered with strange light. He whispered to me many things, marvelous things. Gardner describes nightly dreams where he sees the same entity, each time in a different setting, but always the same being. It promises to show him a path that will lead him back into the dreamlands if he performs certain rituals and personal sacrifices. Gardner makes a statement. The ancient tome makes more sense now. The meaning becomes clear. I always thought this might be a drug-induced hallucination, but now I know it's real. Soon I shall walk unfettered in the dreamlands, never to return to this vile place. 
Right. So you guys all sort of shudder at, at this stuff that he's reading to you. Damn, Jim, Jimmy was losing it. He was really uh, losing it at the end. No wonder he didn't have any time to work on my journals or my ledgers. No, he didn't have time to work on your journals. The guy was obviously, like, very sick. Seemed okay last time I talked to him. Well, obviously he wasn't. He was cutting his – he was scarring up his, his arms, and, I mean, he, he slit his own throat. I, I, I don't know. Well, I'm, what I'm just saying is that it, it, it must have just happened recently. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, he just killed himself. I mean, we're all taught. We all talked with him at least once in the last week, right? I mean, he definitely didn't give me any indication that he was that he wanted to die. Well, I don't, there's something going on in this room. I mean, that 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 dragon thing over there, that that, that bookend. I mean. Uh... Don't touch it unless you want to, but uh, that 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 sent me into some sort of spell. What that? I I go over to the I go over to the bookend. Like what? It, so it's it looks like some I, kind of octopus or something. I just touched it. I just I just pushed it over. Do I see like do I see a really old book? Like I'm. He said that he found some kind of ancient tome or something. <laughs> Oh, that's go. it? All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. <laughs> um, he was sleeping. Do you, do you touch the idol? Uh, yeah, I grab the idol. Okay, the second you touch it, the same thing. Uh, it's like getting an electrical shock. And for just a moment, you find yourself at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the light is all dark blue green and there's some sort of mountainous structure in front of you and for just a moment you think something is staring at you something can see you and in terror you let go of the the thing do a 1d3 okay and you jump visibly back now while that roman i roll three so that three sand yeah okay roman um, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. Is this for the keys? Well, this is just do a spot hidden for me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Uh, 89 fail. Okay. How, how bad of a fail? Uh, off by 19. Okay. Um, uh, you start searching around, you find a pack of matches, uh, in his pockets um, I'll take them. Uh, you feel some change. You, Taking it. Uh, pull the change out. It's about a dollar forty-seven. Score. Uh, you find his wallet. Uh, also taking. And uh, there's two bucks in his wallet. Score. Um, and um, by that time, Philip, you notice him, sort of rifling through the pockets of uh, James. And you're yeah, shaken, but... Right. Well, first, um, after I dropped the idol and I stunned there for a second, I turn and I look at him, right, and I'm really angry. I'm about to give Roman a piece of my mind. Then Philip, like, runs out of the apartment to the hall I sat in and throws up. Okay. 
Well, Tell that, yourself, chum. In that case, uh, then yeah, the next yeah. thing you find in his in his jacket upper pocket is a set of keys. There's just two keys, uh, one big one and one small one. The big one looks like the same kind you use on the front door. All right, so. <clears throat> Jerome, I think I found our uh, the answer to our problem. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep an eye on that door. Take take care of it real quick, kid. Um, hey, hey, Philip, uh, you okay out there? It's uh, yes. yeah, that was something else, wasn't it? I I see what you guys are doing in there. Like, no, 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 no. Just take care of yourself, chum. Just just get some air, get some fresh air. In, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what you think you're going to get away with. I mean, they, I'm, I'm going to tell the police that you, you're, you're rifling through his stuff. You understand that, right? No, we're just, just looking in his pockets. I mean, that, that's nothing. It's. Are you okay? What did, what, you, what exactly did you see? I, I, I had, I felt like I was under, under the water. Uh, yeah, there was this. I don't know. It was, um, it was like I say, it was just some kind of hallucination or something like I, I i don't know i i have never and, felt like any of that before i just I, I was out of breath and and i felt like i was deep underwater and 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 then all of a sudden it's what is, what does that what what is that i don't know the thing must have there must be some kind of drug or something like i don't know okay so i mean well, he was taking something i i i don't understand i'm not a chemist while the two of you are sort of having this discretion, I assume, Jerome, you're trying to keep Philip somewhat distracted. Yes. Uh, Roman, you have the key, and you open up the little box. And uh, I am going to, uh, I'm going to text you something really quickly. Uh, Okay. Uh, what you find is you find some uh, grooming items, uh, some combs, you find a shoe shine kit, uh, and you find a sewing kit in the little box. Um, Don't make me answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I, I got to know <laughs> if well, it's like. Question? I'm just I'm just giving you an opportunity if you want to take it. Um. um so, um, uh, Jerome, you're you're looking over at uh, Philip, and then. Uh, it's kind of a cramped room. So you turn yeah. back to uh, Roman and you sort of put your hands on his shoulders and uh, start to look over his shoulder at what he's found in the box. Okay. And, but I, I, I'm, I'm my assumption back. that Philip was in the hallway. Yes. I mean, I walked back into the apartment after I finished barfing. Right. Okay. So I'll kind of physically 
not really block you, but kind of step, be in the doorway. Well, we're going to do like the, the Three Stooges dance for a second. Then I'm just going to push my way in. I mean. <laughs> well, that all, that all sort of was happening yeah. while, yes. while Roman was sneaking. Like, taking okay. So you're, you're, now you're looking over Roman's shoulder. Uh, I take what was given to me and put it in my pocket. Uh, Roman, uh, hey, Philip, Phillips had a, had a spell here. Um, I think we need to I, – th- I, I just think we all want to get out of here at this point. I, I don't know what we're doing in here anymore. Where, where are the police when you need them? Like it's you, only been a few minutes that you're in here, so – but I still say um, that. Your, your, your best guess would be that it might take the police 30 minutes to get here. Because Tommy has to run across town. Right. Uh, and uh, so, wait, Lyndon and company, they went to, they went to, to the, what, that widow's apartment, right? That's right. We can do that part. Okay. Lyndon and Victor. Um, no, I mean, I say that she doesn't like me, but. Um, it's 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 complicated because um, English is not my first language, and so I am not as articulate. Is that the right word? As articulate as I might be, um, yes. I, I I think much clearer when I when I am speaking in my German mouth. But um, I see I say the wrong thing sometimes, and now. To add insult to injury, now I knock on her door and bring with me the smell of vomit. (laughs) You see, always a bad, always a bad example I'm setting for her. So you knock on her door and she, uh, there's there's a few moments, she's an older woman, she's a widower, widow, widow. Um, uh, She opens the door, it's about that much. And she looks out, and she she sees she sees you, Victor, and she sees uh, Lyndon, and she's like, "What do you want?" Uh, from from Adira, there, there has been a um, a, a, um, a, a terrible um, a, a terrible occurrence. Um, uh, young Mister uh, Gardner, you're, you're just here to gossip, like you are always gossiping. No, no, no. It is it is young Mister Gardner um, opposite. He, he um, I'm afraid he's passed away. No. We, yes. we were just we were just wondering. Um, well, uh, 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 Mrs. Clark asked us to to ask you when you when you last saw him. Oh. Um. She says he's he's dead. Yes. Yes. I, I I I would not look if I were you. It is not a pretty. Oh my story. goodness. She's like uh, I I I almost never heard anything from him. He's such a quiet man. Mrs. Madeira, did you did you ever hear him saying speaking in loud languages or anything like that? Foreign languages. I I I I have, I have sometimes heard him. I think he's saying his prayers at night. I don't recognize the language. Saying saying prayers, but I I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything. I haven't heard anything. For for days, um, I've seen nobody come or go. I've heard no sound of a struggle. 
but I'd say maybe two nights ago, maybe around 10 o'clock, I did hear, I, it was like, I think he was singing, but uh, I didn't recognize the language. Uh, this sound this sounds very familiar you know i have i have the the, the room uh, downstairs below his and i i also have heard him uh, uh, reading what i thought was poetry i don't believe it he says have we called the police yes yes um the the the, the boy has gone to fetch the uh the oh, policeman it is horrible it's horrible my goodness uh Oh, I am. I I must go. I uh, this is too much. Yes, yes, of course. But uh, it 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 is. A, uh, it appears to be some. I I do not think it was foul play. No, or at least there was no other person involved by the looks of things. He was alone in his room and. Uh, oh yeah, I, 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 I I'm sorry. I I don't know anything more. Well, perhaps the policeman will 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 wish to talk to you. Yes, of course. Thank, thank you for your time, Mrs. Madeira. Yes, we are, we, are, we are sorry to have troubled you. Right, and she uh, she closes the door. You see, she clearly doesn't like me. I don't know why. Right, I so you guys go back. Right, um, so I'm, we're all aware, I think, that Roman has got a box open in there. Yeah. So what's in the box? Just some cleaning supplies. You're, it's a lie. That's that's such a lie. No, that was... really. So can we assume that you're all sort of hovering now around Roman and the box and the yeah, ward. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, everyone Look, who is in that spot hidden. Okay. Including Roman? Sure. Okay. Fail. Twin, 21 out of 25, which is a, a hard, I believe. That yeah, I fail. Fail. All right. Well, as they're all arguing about the box and what's in the box, and Roman is showing you, it's just, you know, shoe shine kit and, and, and stuff like that. Um, Victor, you look, you're looking sort of over their shoulders and there's something shiny in one of the shoes. There's something in the shoe. Something black and shiny. Um, I'm, I'm going to just pick up the shoe. Okay. Do a, deck, do a dex roll for me because it's, it's really crowded right there. Okay. You can reach it out of the shoe. Oh, 25 out of 80. Excellent. Wow, you are dexterous. So using leap, that... Leap like a gazelle. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while they're looking at the box, you take one finger and you just sort of reach in and grab, hook the shoe and pull it right out between them. You uh, know, my father was a cobbler. Such a good word. I love the word cobbler. Yeah, Wait, Lyndon. 
Especially when you put peach in front of it. <laughs> what, I, what I'm going to what I'm going to do is um, I'm, I'm going to take the shoe, and I'm going to um, look like I'm just looking at the shoe, and tilt the shoe back so whatever is in it falls into the heel, so that I can examine it uh, more closely, but doing so as subtly as I can. Okay. It's, it's, a, hand. it's a 32 revolver. Uh, wait, Lyndon. <laughs> so you tip the shoe and it just slides right out into your hand. Oh. Yes, Philip. There's so, a gun in this shoe. Yeah, it's a dangerous it, it, world. You know, a guy's got to protect himself. Be careful just, with that. You're, don't, you're don't, don't, don't be, don't be uh, guns. I can't because, understand it. They are everywhere, literally. Look, they're everywhere. Just, just put it down, Victor. Don't, don't, don't play with it. I will. Yeah. I, I, waving I, it around, Victor. Quit waving it around. I hold, I hold it like it's um, a filthy dishcloth, <laughs> and, and place it on the uh, the nearest surface. Okay. Fine. Right. Wait, L Linda. Now, look, you. I, I understand if. Uh, if Jimmy owed you like a book or something or had some kind of business deal, that's fine. But like in his diary there, he was talking about having some really old book and old book. Yeah. Did and say I'd really old, like to old? like, it doesn't say he just calls it what the ancient tome. But was, was this not a, a, a book about his, his dreams? Perhaps it was just a, Something he saw in a dream. No, I mean, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like, no, he was talking about, I mean, yes, he was talking about having dreams and trying to reach dreams and trying to like having vivid dreams and then loss, losing them and trying to get them again. The, but the it seems like the book is a real book. It doesn't seem like paper. this is a dream book. The piece of paper with the, the Greek on it. Um, is that... Does that look like it's handwritten? And yes, looks like it's copied. It's quite new. Yeah, yeah, Philip. He had. We 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 talk about dreams all the time. He was super interested in dreams. I mean, these books that he, I, he borrowed from me are all about dreams. Mm. Can I see him? I mean, which one do you want to see? Well, which uh, like which books have you got there? I got, I got the Dreamer's Dictionary. I got the uh, Interpretation of Dreams you know, by Freud and uh, Ancient uh, Greece and, and Roman. Wait, Legends. what? Ancient Greece and Roman. Uh, Legends. Hmm. Well, it seems that he is, is very interested in Greek. And, I, and he, well, also, I, I, he also borrowed a, yeah. a primer in Greek, Greek vo vocabulary, it looks like. Oh, okay. Like, I'm, I'm not going to take the books off you, but just, no, let me, like, just let me leave through them real quick. Yeah, no, no problem. I'm, basic, I'm, I'm skimming through the books. I'm basically looking for notes from James, like marginalia, anything, like notes he wrote to himself, that kind of thing. Okay. Go ahead and do a spot hidden. Okay. 
did did we say that he wrote that note himself? Yes, the spiral yeah. thing. Yes. Okay. I mean, you assume, or somebody did it for him. Okay. Somebody, we assume he did it. Eighteen. That's a hard success. Okay. Uh, thumbing through the book, you don't find anything like that. No more agenda. Okay. No, no things like that. Um, Chair Jerome, yeah, what are you up to? Um, I sent you a private message. I mean, part Sorry. of it is just uh, um, I could just announce. Uh, were there any any um, go knives? over? Um, you you wander over by the the body, mm -hmm. okay, and uh, do a spot hidden for me. Uh, extreme success. Okay, as you're looking down at the body, you realize there is something sticking out from under the body. Um, like maybe uh, a little bit of the hilt of what? what you're thinking of. Is everybody, is anybody paying attention to me? Not really. I don't think so. Although I, I, I'll say you have to do a, just a dex roll. Okay. Uh, if you can. Yeah. So I'll, you're, I'll, you're in I'll, such close quarters. Yeah. I'll, I'll reach down and, and just try and pocket it, grab it and pocket it. And, and that is a total failure. Okay. So you reach down and you pull on it and it comes out, but a couple of them see you. What he pulls out from underneath the body is a strange looking knife. Uh, the blade on it, it looks like it's made out of black glass obsidian. Do I notice? Do I notice? Okay, all right, that's fine, and I will drop it. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Philip. I shouldn't have. Uh, I just, I just, the curiosity got the best of me. You drop it. He goes, <laughs> sticks in the ground. Okay. Like I take a napkin, and I pick up the knife. Okay. Well, no, no, Philip. If if I can't pick it up, why are you picking it up? Well, I'm just leaving it by the. Oh. Hold on. Somebody's at the door to my room. Don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> We're going to find you with the Yogg-Sothoth note. That's what I sent there. <laughs> <laughs> that makes the game all the more fun. I've been sitting here scratching my head, and uh, I just kind of put two and two together. We're dreamers dictionary and I'm just kind of thinking out loud and he must have been having dreams and trying to figure out what they mean. No, I wonder what does, does I see any notes or anything of what kind of dreams he was having? Um, well, yeah, there's all sorts of descriptions in his journal. Um, and we'll just say that, you know, he was having very vivid dreams. He seems to believe that he was going somewhere called the Dreamlands. Um, just my extensive knowledge of dreams. And Victor, Sorry about that. One of the kids needed something. That's okay. Victor, I'm sending you a message. Uh, Phil, if, 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 look, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have pulled that out. You just need to leave it alone, I think, at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I just put it back down on the ground. It's just eerie to have a knife sticking up out of the floor. No, no, you're 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 right to to call to stop me. I I don't I don't know what's going on. I I had that spell and then I just don't feel right anymore. I just feel um, like something's going wrong. The knife itself looks like some sort of strange occult thing. Uh, it's got a, a 
gold handle and then it's got this strange black uh car um obsidian blade well i'll try an occult roll on it Let's see if i know anything oh, i have a pretty good occult but not that good i fail okay you don't you don't recognize it from anything but it seems okay. uh it's obviously the knife that he used to carve his skin with. His Natalia, I don't know what went wrong with this guy. He must have been. Do you ever notice any funny smells coming from his room? Do you know? Was he was he smoking the opium? Like he must have. He must have been doing some some really. He must have been smoking some really hard drugs. That's that's all I can think of. Because like. He seemed pretty sane, and now you look over it. Find some some white powder. Is is, is, is that ah white powder? Is All of a sudden, everything yeah. comes clearly into focus. Could that could that be the, uh, the, the 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 naughty salt, as I believe the flappers call it? Hmm. You know, I'm not sure that we should be poking around quite so much here because uh, soon the policeman will arrive. No, I, I think you're right. It's, it's still only been about 15 minutes. <laughs> All of this has happened very quickly. Uh, well, um, he's, a, he's a very lazy know. man. You, you look over at the, uh, the book, the, the, night, the nightstand, and yeah. yeah, there are two little Roman left them sitting on top. One of them is a brown liquid, and the other one is a white powder. Mm. Well, any of you have medical or pharmacy or maybe first aid? Do any of you have barbiturates or opium uh, <laughs> knowledge? Or all I've got is natural world at base. That's it. Well, I've, 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 I've come not, oh, yeah, so in the game, you mean? Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, my mistake. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what. Victor is old enough that he could do a an intelligence role. Sixty-three out of sixty. Well, actually, I, I have first aid. If that's still applicable, I, I could spend some luck. If you like, I'll spend three luck. Okay. Well, we'll say with with that. Your guess would be uh, laudanum, and uh, what's the other one? Um. And cocaine. Mm. I don't know why I couldn't remember cocaine. The white powder is kind of obvious. I mean, it's pretty cocaine. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, it's the, part, the party powder. Cocaine is, a, cocaine is perhaps a drug, but uh, <laughs> laudanum, laudanum is, is a medicine, and it's a perfectly respectable. And, um, my, my parents gave me laudanum all the time when I was a child. If I had a toothache or or something. Well. Clearly, what was happening is he was using the cocaine or some other drugs and having these crazy dreams, and then in some kind of mania, he'd be cutting himself and then maybe taking the laudanum to help manage the pain. Well, well you're a poor guy. I mean, they, they do, they do uh, 
sorry, please go ahead. Well, I That's mean, if he, was hand, if, if he was handling that statue, I mean, I mean, Philip handled it also. I mean, if he was handling that statue, I mean, just they could pick it up if you want. I, I wouldn't recommend I it. I wouldn't. There's some kind of drug residue on the statue. There's got to be. What what happened when you touched the statue? What? I, you know, like he, I touched it and Jerome touched it and we had some kind of spell. Then like everything seemed to f turn floaty and blue green for a while. I thought it was underwater at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, You're I'm sure like it feels that way. That's That's just the drugs, man. Perhaps it is coated with something. It's got to be. Like, I, mean, I would say know, don't touch it. When, when I was learning um, English many years ago, one of the, one of the books, I, I, I only had access to a few books in English from my local library. And one of them was um, uh, um, uh, Confessions of an, in, uh, of an English Opium Addict by Thomas de Quincey. Mm -hmm. and, um, and in that, he, he, he takes opium and he talks about his, his vivid dreams that he got from taking opium. Right. So perhaps this is no more than, than a man taking laudanum and having laudanum dreams. Well, this, yeah, is the this is the perfect, this is exactly why prohibition doesn't work because you can't have a good glass of bourbon at night. This is, what, this is what, where you end up at. It is a bad day when the government comes between a man and his schnapps. Uh, gentlemen, uh, Roman is uh, handling the revolver. He's checked the cylinders and uh, <clears throat> uh, his weapon was loaded in a locked cabinet as if he was ready for something or someone. It, am I, I the only one that seems strange to? Well, he was a loon. Who knows what he was thinking? Pretty much. I mean, he obviously was in a lot of pain and riding the dragon and having crazy dreams and not telling anybody. I mean, who knows? He might have been getting paranoid or he might have just had a revolver in his drawer for defense like most people do. It doesn't really mean anything. This, this bookshelf interests me. It is... Um... Yeah, I'm going through the bookshelf more carefully. Like, I'm really wanting to find this ancient tome that he's talking about. F Philip, you said you had his, his dream journal? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I described the journal and like this, the, in general, like I described the journal, the kind could, of stuff. But could, could, I, could I take a look at it? Yeah, if you really want. There's, I mean, it's pretty crazy. He just keeps seeing this shimmering being in all these different settings whenever he, could, he dreams. And he said something about a dreamlands? Yeah. He called it the the dreamlands. The dreamlands. Uh, I'm gonna flip through the journal and see if I can make any sense of these dreams he's having. I'm telling you, the same, you know, the cocaine, the same thing happened to my uncle. Just just hooks you in, next thing you know, you're you know, you're bleeding into your, your cereal at breakfast and not sleeping for three nights well, in a row. It, it kind of makes sense because a stimulant like cocaine will make you have more vivid dreams. I mean, maybe he was trying to get to this so-called place. Yeah, I mean, something, I mean, he wasn't, apparently he was having these awesome dreams and then he lost them and then he started taking all these drugs and stuff. That's what it seems like. Now, if, if I'm you going through this. Any, you don't find any more information than you already have. Mm. That's gotcha. um, hard to put. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, yeah. 
I, I would like to um, have a look at the uh, the bookcase, not the books on the bookcase, but the bookcase itself. Um, okay. I'd, I'd like to examine the carving and and um, just in, in particular look for any, um, I mean, it's a lovely piece of work. It's a lovely piece of work. Um, I forgot it by accident. Um, are there any imperfections in it? Um, it doesn't look like it, but go ahead and do an intelligence roll. Ooh, 18 out of 60. Um, nice. It consists mostly of, of, of fairly long, long shelves, two of them. With a with you know ornate columns on the sides and the bottom of it, and the bottom of it is is very ornately carved and it's about that high. So there would be plenty of room in there to hide something. Well, I'm gonna I'll start by trying the the, the bottom shelf and see if the bottom shelf lifts. Okay. Um, and then. If, it, if that doesn't, then I'll move on to just sort of trying to push different. I'm actively looking for a secret compartment at this at this point. Okay. Do a so, do a luck roll. Oh, I've got really low luck. Twelve out of thirty-two. Hey. Um, you you push uh, an ornament on the thing; it pops in. And then a little drawer slides out. On the I was about to say, you're reading too many mystery novels and stuff. Uh, no, no. I, 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 I guess I, I feel foolish. I feel foolish now. I, I know. I know carpentry. All right. Immediately. Uh, what you find are, uh, there's, the first thing you see immediately is a book. Okay. Written across the front of the book is, Greek vocabulary, a primer for primer in Greek vocabulary. Um, the second thing you see is what are is obviously two uh, ledgers uh, setting one on top of the other. Um, the third you see uh, a little uh, little ornate box with a red velvet interior that's open, and there is another of these black obsidian knives in one part of it, and the other part is an indentation for the second one that you guys already have found. Wild. And there is something wrapped up in a purple silk um, cloth about the size of another book. I'll have a look at the wrapped object. Well, there's my primer I've been looking for. Do I notice what he happened? Do I hear the click and the, the drawer come out? Or I think you all do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a small room. I'm going to kind of shove my way through and, and look over his shoulder. And if I see those ledgers, I'm, gra I'm just going to grab them past him. Hey, I'm, I'm take a look at that other stuff. I'm going to have a look at these there, Victor. Okay. Um, Let's do a dex roll to see if you like knock the old guy over. No, I'd, I'd go and protect Victor. I mean, he's an old man. Come on. I make my dex roll. All right. You managed to not knock him over. Uh, 
You got mine. What are you? What are you doing? This is you do snatch the ledgers, Victor. You just take a look at that stuff over there. I got these. I got these. Don't don't, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll this is turn. this is not the fruit market. There is no need to to, to, to fight. No, you're, yeah, you're right. You're right. Just look at that stuff over there. I'm gonna take a look at this right here. On the outside, um, the two ledgers look identical. Oh, I see. Clearly, Victor, you know, they, they're involved in some nefarious business. You know, Dave Michael, I'm a little bit tired of you being in my business, talking about my drinking, asking me where I'm going at the days. Hey, buddy. Take, live. take a look at that stuff over there. Help Victor. Victor. Victor's eyesight's really bad. Okay, have him, have him, have, look, help him with that. I'll, I'll take care of these. We'd best my, ask him no more questions. Might be, might be, uh, my eyesight might be deteriorating, Mr. Goldman, but um, I spent a great deal of my life poring over books uh, very much like those ledgers. No, nah, don't, don't, don't worry about the vet ledgers. I'm look more, at that. I'm look more at that. than familiar with what it means when, when a man keeps two identical ledgers. Yeah, Victor, what's it, take a look at that purple bag. I'll, uh, I'm going to step on the hallway of the, these, these things right here. Well, I'm, I'm going to move over to the window yeah, and examine the contents. But while I'm actually doing, just before I, just before I start unwrapping it, I'm just going to look out into the street and see if there's any sign of the... Uh, Nothing yet. It's still only been about 20 minutes. Then I will continue with... Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I want to have a look at the old book. I, I don't care about his crooked ledgers, to be perfectly honest with you. Live and let live, I say. Okay. You said there was like a little red velvet box, right? Yeah, with the, that was obviously for the two uh, obsidian blades. Right. They're match, part of a match set, apparently. Apparently. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll appraisal on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Barely 59. Out of no, 60. Once again, you could probably get... 50 to 60 bucks. That's legit. Yes. Um, maybe more if you found the right person, but this is the, the depression. So now then, what, what do we have here? Yeah. Kind of find right. a dilettante. Uh, you open up the book, you open up the, the cloth and there is an old book inside. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you do with the book? Is there a title on the outside of the book? Uh, yeah. There is something written in Greek on the outside. I, I see uh, Victor fumbling with the book and I kind of look to see what he's doing. I, I, try, I try my Greek on the book. Okay. The outside of the book, yeah. uh, the word, the, there's two words. It says, onerokora which roughly translated might be dream country. Oh. Um, inside page, uh, you immediately realize this is a uh, printed copy of an original text. Uh, mm -hmm. The printing is, I believe, uh, 1658. Well, Victor, this is quite. How good is your Greek? 
You can do a Greek. You can you can examine the book and do a Greek roll for me. Sure. I'm examining the book and uh, I'm, I'm I get a regular I'm, success. I have the Greek. I'm sorry. What was that, Mick? I said I'm afraid I do not have the Greek. Okay. So, Lyndon, you you do okay on the Greek? All right. Yes, I pass. Yeah, I mean, I, I pass my Greek roll. So, uh, all right. So, as the two of you are looking at the text, did any of you get uh, hard? I didn't know. I just have a regular success. You both have regular? Yeah, regular. All right. Um, it takes you a few minutes to uh, examine the book, and you're not going to read it because it's, it's much too large. But you can convey this information after a couple of minutes. The Book of Dreams. The book was originally written by a Greek Christian monk in the 9th century AD. This edition is not an original. It is a copy from 1658 AD. The details are disjointed and confusing, as one might expect from transcribed dreams. The monk claims to be able to cross over from our world to a place he calls Onera Kora, the dream country. The monk claims that while there, he read from a dream book. Part of his narrative is an attempt to copy what was seen in the dream, that dream book. There is a bookmark. The marked page seems to be instructions on how to enter the dreamlands. The diagram and text is similar to the piece of paper found on the floor between the candles. There is also a diagram with spirals on various parts of the human body describing the process of scarification. All right. Like, so, I, I just kind of say this must be what the book he took from this this dealer. I, I he helped me get the sale to get these other books, and this must be what brought him to to want this. So he's what you're saying? He stole this from somebody? No, 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 not that. I, I buy collections of books, and he helped me get right. this collection. And he got to take any book he wanted from it, and this is the book he chose. Okay, I mean, so I, I'm taking like I'm I'm examining the the diagrams in the book and the the wounds on James, and I I take it they they probably match up. Yeah, it's definitely he was following instructions from this book. What he was gotcha. So the instructions are to make scars in these shapes on parts of your body. And I guess the final bit is, well, it has to be the final bit is this, I'm saying this out loud, like is this spiral cut around your head? And, but obviously, I, but what kind of ritual is that? Like you, you die at the end. Um, like you're not, he's not going anywhere. I mean, it didn't work. He's dead. Like he's just lying there. But, but is he? As, as you were standing there, uh, you all notice um, Roman uh, is slipping out the door. Where's Roman going? I, I've seen too much. The body can't do it, I say, as I continue walking. 
Also, I'm in the hallway. Not, I'm not in the room anymore. I've been busty stars. Where is where so is he Jer going? Jerome, you see uh, Roman uh, sneaking out of the room, and well, obviously he's got his Jerome hand kind of like this. What has he taken? I'm going to look in the. Um, the, the, I count. The, I look the for the knives. Box. Has he taken the knives? Uh, the box and the knife is gone. He's been opening things and <sighs> just stop him. Just stop him. This is the scene of a of a death of a, 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 a possibly a crime and and you you cannot take things from here. This is a serious matter. You will get in trouble for this. Well, let's say that. Uh, I run wrong. after Rome and I tackle him. Throw him to a dex roll. Well, well, well. Before you okay. tackle him. <laughs> I'll, get out, I'll get out of Philip's way. I'll make room for him so he can run past me. All right, Phil, you do a dex roll. <laughs> okay. Do a, do a brawl roll. Okay. We won't say you tackle him, but you grab, sure. grab him. and. No problem. It's a hard success. Okay. 16 out so of you 40. You grab a hold of his shirt and you, you pull him back into the room. Lithuanian, you yeah. Lithuanian lowlife. Quit robbing my friends. What's yeah, the matter uh, with you? Listen, I am not robbing anyone. We made a bet on a baseball game and he lost. Your friend is an honorable man, is he not? I'm simply collecting his debt. Right. How much does he owe you then? I, yeah, a lot. He was, he, it was a... Uh, a lot. A lot. All this, well, he had a bet. You don't know, and you don't know how much the bet was. I know that's, how much the bet was. The bet was about $70. Anyways, as you are all standing. Anyway. This is, uh, this is intolerable. This, this, a man has died. We, 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 you, you cannot all be helping yourself to the contents of his room. I am this simply saving his honor by honoring his death. We are men. We are not vultures. I mean, this is a crime scene. of crying out loud. Um, as you are all standing there, accosting this poor innocent boy. Yeah. You hear a noise behind you. And as you turn, James Gardner is starting to move on the floor. He's beginning to move around a bit and... Oh my God, he's not dead. And rise and, and he's, he's moving to get up onto his feet. Uh, I'd like y'all to do sanity. <laughs> Um, no one, I had sent you a message. That so I was, what's, the, what's the threshold for insane insight? Can you check your uh, message, Tom? I was walking away. I, I'm trying to get down the hallway after they pulled Roman back into the room. Pause. Okay. Well, I kind of wanted you right there. So. Okay. <laughs> That'd be a pass. Uh, make my sound. That was, a, right. that was a pretty hard fail. All right, if you, if, I pass. You, if you made it, D, uh, a one, one point. If you didn't, D6. I mean, he, he clearly should be dead. I mean, we saw the cut on the neck. It's I'm, I'm, I'm taking it that if, he, if, he's, if he's getting up and we're making a sanity roll, it doesn't just look like we've failed to realize he wasn't dead. Well, you've you've seen the body. You've touched it. He was ice cold and grayish green. And got in himmel. On that note, I run. 
Well, the, what, what, how many points of sanity did you take? Uh, four. Okay, you don't run, but you, you probably what? screech. Okay. Uh, anybody get worse than four? Five or more? Sanity points? Nope. Good. Well, I've lost, I've lost 10% in a game hour, if that's the threshold for, no, for insanity. That, that's long-term insanity. We're not going to deal with that. Okay. If you lose five points or more in a single roll, Gotcha. All right. So you're all right. momentarily I have not. terrorized. And as, as you stand there, okay. James, we, rises yeah, to, I mean. uh, James rises up to his feet. And as you watch, the skin on his head begins to peel off in a spiral and flop down in the front. And all that's revealed is a skull, and his eyes are glowing. And uh, you have a moment where you can actually do something if you want to. <laughs> Who do we get those knives back from Roman? Does Philip? Uh, Roman. Roman got. Uh... Roman. Roman probably dropped them when he screeched. I'm going to uh, pick up one of those knives. Uh, I only had one of them, by the way. The other one's where uh, Philip left it. Right. Well, the one you dropped, I'm going to pick up. And prepare so, myself. Actually, given given okay. that I've done so well with my sanity rolls so far in this game, um, I think I'm just going to punch him in the face. I'm, I run outside the apartment. Like I, this, this, is not, this is not happening. Oh yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm I'm running to my. I, I run out the. Okay, um, the two of you run out of the apartment. Victor, you're going to punch it in the face. I'm going to hit the thing. Um, this is obviously some sort of practical joke. Just before you hit the thing, you get the distinct feeling that the creature, sort of indifferent to all of you being there suddenly looks down at the book that you've been reading and uh, go ahead and do a, a brawl roll to punch him in the face uh, as he starts to reach for the book. Well, if I'd known he was doing that, I wouldn't have, but I am. <laughs> uh, 14, which is, um, which is a hard success. Excellent. Go ahead and roll for damage. Knock that skull right off his head. Um, <laughs> body off his body. Wow. So that's two and uh, one plus one d four. Bonus. That stout German fist right in the noggin. Three <laughs> points of damage. Used to be a Paul right in the kisser. All right, you hit it in the face, and there's definitely a reaction. It, uh, it backs away from you, but then it immediately turns back towards the book and starts moving towards the book. It's still sort of getting its bearings, but uh, it's obviously after the book. Does anybody else want to do anything? Well, hang on. Come, uh, By um, now, Philip and uh, who ran? Philip and Roman? Uh, you've got. I'm outside. I stop outside the apartment. I don't keep running. Okay. 
How about you, Roman? I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to here. gather up my family, and uh, I did a quick calculation. Your, your family's the, uh, not there. They're not there. Who is there? Is no one there? None of your family is there. Your okay. Do I know where they'd be about this time? Your two brothers would be at the bar at the speakeasy, and uh, your sisters would be working in the city. Okay. Um, working. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, after uh, after looking at the uh, dollar times here and knowing the uh, approximate value. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just run. I want. I need my family, and we're we're. All right, so you're running. You're now running. You're on the third floor. You're running down the first flight of stairs. Jerome, you were going to do something. Yeah, so uh, my position was just outside the doorway. Um, As they run out the doorway and uh, Victor takes a punch at this guy, I'm going to kind of reach in and grab Victor by the back of his shirt or suit or whatever and try and drag him out of there. Um. I will allow Victor to do something as you're, and, and you need to do a brawl roll to see if you grapple his, the back of his shirt. Mm-hmm. Jerome. Who needs to do what? Oh, Jerome, uh, do a grapple to see if you grab the back of his shirt and pull. Um, just fist attack? A brawl yeah, attack? I'm sorry, yeah, just brawl. Um, I totally fail it. I don't even, I don't, I won't even expend luck to do it. Okay. So Victor is, Victor is dancing around like a prize, prize boxer. Um, Victor. I I kind of grabbed him. (laughs) Uh, Victor, what do you want to do? Um. And Lyndon, what do you want to do too? We'll do it back to you, Lyndon, in a second. You see this creature also reaching for that book. Well, well, given that uh, it had no effect whatsoever when I I punched it, um, I am somewhat perturbed. I wouldn't say Uh, that. I'd say that it it definitely, it might have pissed it off, but at the same time, it was more interested in the book. in which case, um, I'm going to point at the book and, uh, and say, is, is, is this what you want? Um, all right. Uh, Jerome reaches for your shirt. He misses. Uh, Lyndon, what are you going to do? I'm going to, and I can see that he's approaching the book, correct? Right. I'm going to pick up the book and kind of start walking away towards like the wardrobe. Okay. Well, uh, do a, uh, dex roll to see if you get a hold of the book before this thing does. That is a 27. That's a pass. All right. You snag the book. Um, as you do that, the creature immediately turns its attention towards you. And starts to move faster. It's it, it'll it'll have you in the next round. Fool! It is the book he wants. I'm gonna throw the book. <laughs> gonna throw Do not the book. throw the book at me. I'm gonna throw the book in the other direction that no one's like facing right now. Through the open window. Oh, we could do that. Um, like towards oh, the let bed us, area. Let us throw the book 
to each other and placing in the middle. Come on, Victor, quit being so slippery. I'm trying to help you. You're going to play pickle. We can play Schwein in the middle at this stage. I just, I don't, I'm just listening to, to this. I, I don't even know what to, I don't let's, even know what to think. Let's say, Lyndon, you are standing near the bookcase. Uh, the creature is in the middle of the room. The window is on the other side of it. The bed is behind you. The door is to your right. And uh, Victor is over by the, uh, uh, the table. Right. And I'm right outside the door. And Philip is outside the door, and Jerome is outside the door, uh, trying to gra- grab at Victor. And Roman is at the bottom of the first flight of stairs uh, that he needs to go down. And and Roman, as you are crossing to the to go down to the first floor, um, wait to go down to the first floor or down from the. F- well, you're on the third floor. You've gone down to the second floor. Now you need to go down to the first floor, um, which, as Mick would like to remind me, is incorrectly named according to the British, British style. So. That's right. In, in, in Europe, we have a different... Uh, yeah, it's zero. You walk one. onto the ground a, floor. A different convention. And the God first damn it, floor, Victor, you're not in Europe. You are about to head towards the ground floor, just to be clear. And as you are, are coming to the stairs you see two policemen and Tommy coming in the front door, uh, moving rather quickly because they heard there was a murder. All right, all right. Tommy, go find your mother. Policemen, please, hurry, bring your guns. I start running back up. What's this all about? They're saying, and, uh, so they start following you back up the stairs. Uh... Lyndon, you said you were going to throw the book. No, I changed my mind. I'm going to put the book in the wardrobe. I'm going to put it in there so it tries to uh, attack the wardrobe. I'm going to get out of the way. Okay. Uh, In order to do that, you would have to toss it into the wardrobe, close the door, and then you're going to move towards the bed. Otherwise, you'd be moving right towards the thing. That's fine. Okay. All right. So we'll say that you do that. And the creature is now... Uh, moving quickly towards the wardrobe. Victor, do you want to do anything? I was just, Roman, do you, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Philip, do you want to do anything as you're standing there? Or are you just dumbfounded? I am, I stick my head back in the, the department and I look around. Okay. So there's uh, Victor. There's a book on the bed. You're right next to Jerome. No, the, okay. book is, the book is in the wardrobe. Okay. And I'm hiding. <laughs> on the Jerome, do you want to do anything while you're there? Um, so I was unsu- unsuccessful trying to help Victor. Right. My moment of uh, charity and good nature has is is fled. Um, I am running uh, out of the building. Okay. okay. So now you're running towards the first flight. It was the 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 flight going down to the second floor. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to pick up the chair. Is the intention of trying to defend myself in terms of... <laughs> All right, so you pick up the chair. Are you just going to stand there with it, or are you going to... I am going to be using it um, uh, in, in the manner that one might if uh, one was attempting to, to uh, tame a lion. 
Okay. Oh, gotcha. I know exactly what you're All right. So you're sort of defending yourself with it. The creature reaches the wardrobe and for a moment it seems perplexed as to how to open up the wardrobe. Um, so there's a moment where it's standing there. Lyndon, do you want to do anything? Oh, I pick up that one of those knives that Roman dropped, so I'm going to go and take a swing at it. Okay, you're going to actually hit it with a knife. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. You're actually aiming at its back. Okay. What the hell do you think you're doing? Would that be a brawl? Uh, yeah, it would be. It'd be uh, just a regular fist fight. Yeah, brawl. It's brawling. Let's fail. That's an eighty-seven. All right. So you hit it with the knife, and uh, you give it sort of a glancing blow, and it doesn't seem to do anything. When you do, however, the creature turns, and it. It, for just a moment, it sort of surveys everyone in the room. And it throws its arms back, opens up its mouth wider than it should, and lets out this sound, this screech that seems to penetrate right into your skulls. Um, all the way downstairs, Roman... Uh, you suddenly collapse to your knees. Uh, the cops grab their heads and stop in their tracks and sort of lean on something. Tommy just goes flat on the ground holding his head. Um, everyone do a 1d4 of damage. And a sanity roll. Three damage. One damage, and... One damage. One. Three damage and a normal success for the sanity. Three damage and um, I, I barely passed my sanity. I got 48 out of 49. Yeah, I, I fail sanity. Uh, successful. If you... Uh, if you if you passed your sanity, one d four. If you failed, one eight. Nice, solid one. Four. Two. So the closer you are to four, the more you're completely shaken by this, this horrible sound. Anybody get worse than four? Yeah, I got five. Excellent. I love that. Yes. All right. Uh, Insane insight. So let's go ahead and uh, pick, uh, pick a number between one and eight. Okay. One. All right. So you get the top card, which is hysterical. You yeah. become yeah. hysterical. Uh, boy, I need new glasses. Um. It says, whatever you have seen, heard, or understood is too much for your limited human brain to take. You immediately become hysterical and can do nothing other than give into madness. 
Roll 1d4 to determine the nature of your crazed uh, behavior. So 1d4. Okay. Three. Three. The horror. Nothing has prepared you for this, and you can't stop screaming. The hysterical hysteria will go on for 1d10 rounds. Okay. So you're just on your hands and knees screaming like... All right. For six rounds, I'm just I'm just staring at the sort of like the thing. There's this moment where like the thing is screaming and people are grabbing their ears and there's there's a weird pause, and then Philip starts screaming and the thing is screaming back, and it's just like this screamathon. The thing uh, the thing turns back to the wardrobe and rips the doors off of the, the wardrobe. Um, Linda. <laughs> Linton and Victor, you've sort of recovered from your, uh, your sh- well, you haven't recovered, but uh, you can now do things if you want to try to. I'm, I'm backing uh, into the corner um, with the, uh, the, the chair in front of me. Um, I'm going to take my, my loss of sanity to indicate that I've lost my nerve at this point and that um, my, my bravado in engaging in fisticuffs with the creature um, was uh, ill-advised. <laughs> now I am going to hide in the corner with a chair. All right. So you're hiding in the corner with the chair. Uh, Lyndon, this thing is like right in front of you, and there's not really any way for you to get away from it unless you climb over the bookcase. Could I um, possibly shove it into the bookcase? Into the wardrobe. Or not the bookcase, yeah. Like, forcefully. Well, there's no doors on it anymore, but yes. Just just to get away. Just All to right. get away. Go ahead and do a brawl. Nope, nope. Failed that. 74. All right. So that means that you run at it and you hit it with your whole body weight and just sort of. <laughs> <bounce> <laughs> off. <laughs> you just sort of bounce off and back onto the bed. And you see the creature reaching for the book. Uh, 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 Jerome and Roman, you are beginning to recover, as are the police. And the police are like, what in God's name was that? I don't know why they suddenly have Cockney accents, but uh, this is Providence, Rhode Island. Get up there! Do your job, damn it! Do your job! It's a monster! It's got to be put down! Use those damn guns at your belt! The cops run farther upstairs. So they'll be upstairs in just another round. Oh, um, um, uh, so Roman remembers he put the gun on the table, and he figures three gun shooting is better than two, so he's going to go with him. So you're going to go back up with the cops? With the cops, yeah. Okay. So you're heading up with the cops, Jerome. What are you doing? You still coming down, or yeah, still, still need my uh, self-preservation. Uh, All right, out of the building. So Jerome, you uh, by this time, Jerome, you probably have hit the the ground floor, and you're heading for okay. the door. Okay. Um, Victor, you are hiding in the corner. Philip, you are screaming bloody murder. I'm basically I'm not, like, I'm I'm just, my hands I'm, are I'm clamped brave, on the side I'm of the brave. door, just like that, like. Just staring, like just screaming. It's like like Oscar the Grouch, only screaming. <laughs> like, 
there's a death grip on the door jam, just like staring at this this the skull faced thing. Victor, what did you say? I said I'm not hiding. I am simply braced for my own defense. All right. I have put uh, myself in a secure position in the corner of the room. Strategic positioning, right? Oh, yes, which corner of the room? Um, the bottom right-hand corner, in the uh, so uh, just to the right of the door. You're where the table is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I have possibly even shifted the table a little. Lyndon, so. the creature reaches into the wardrobe and picks up the book and tucks it under its arm and turns. Uh, what do you do? Turn towards me. Well, it's, it looks like it's, it's looking for an exit, and the, the one that it's looking at is the window. You're pretty sure it's going to make a break for the window. I'm kind of just in fear at this point. Um, I'm going to stay where I am. And okay. I kind of hide. Hmm, you know, I can't help but think that this creature would look a lot better if we painted that skull red. No, then it goes in a Marvel comic. Um, the creature begins to move towards the window. Uh, a look of, I guess, on its skull of triumph in grabbing, in having the book once again. And it's at that time that the policemen uh, arrive at the door what's going on and they see this thing and immediately open fire on it uh, because both of them are absolutely terrified at this point. Um, do a luck. They fire at it a number of times uh, in the body and it seems to, you know, be reacting like about like this but it doesn't seem to be stopping. In fact, it's kind of turned itself so that the book is safe from the bullets. Um, Lyndon and Victor do intelligence rolls. Am I up with the cops or did they uh, get in front of me? Yeah, they, they got in front of you. Okay. N 92. I have How'd you do, Lyndon? I actually, uh, 69 out of 70, I passed. Okay. You realize that the only moment that you did any kind of damage to this creature was when you hit it in the head. The police have just shot it in the body, and it doesn't seem to be damaged much at all. I'm going to grab the nearest, closest thing to me and start hitting it in the head. Well, you see the gun sitting there on the table. I'm going to grab the gun and shoot him in the head. Okay. Do a, sh a fire roll. I mean, a, a firearms roll. That'd be a 10. That would be a hard success. All right. So that firearm does... Where are you, 38? 
You're almost at point blank range, though. Yeah, 1d8. That's four damage. Um, you hit it in the skull, a chunk of the skull flakes off, and the, mo- the creature hesitates for a moment and turns back, and it looks like it's about to scream again. Uh, and we'll just say that the cops see what you did, and they immediately start shooting at its head. And shatter. as soon as I see it's about to start screaming again, I'm going to cover my ears. Okay. Uh, but before it can scream again, the uh, the cops uh, fire at least four times into its skull, and its skull shatters. And when it does, the creature just drops instantly to the ground, dead, stopped. And then they take you all away and put you in uh, the booby hatch. <laughs> Uh, probably for the next six months or so. I'm I'm quite happy with that arrangement. I, I have no real desire to live here anymore. I was going to lose my bookstore anyway. So. I was going to the bus station. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a retired gentleman. Um, a mental hospital, a boarding house, it makes no difference to me. As long as there are three square meals a day and then something to read that isn't the people's friend. Wait a minute, like... What did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. So how much, how much, who, who got, let's see what you got for damage, uh, mental damage. Uh, you all took quite a bit, I think. I took five in total. Uh, nine. I, I only took five. I took 12 in total. I, I, took, I took four. So I would say, Philip, you probably end up here. Let's give you a long term, just for the sake of argument. Uh, do I get an insane insight along with my temporary insanity? Uh, maybe. Let's see. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I read his journal pretty carefully. Right. Right. Well, you're convinced that uh, Stan Lee, when he writes uh, the Red Skull comics, is actually the devil. So, <laughs> uh, pick a number one to five. Um, sure. Two. Two. Um, uh, after, well, we'll just say this after uh, these incidents. Uh, you don't remember anything for uh, three days, the three days that follow. You just sort of go into catatonia. Okay. And you wake up later on, and you've got this missing chunk in your mind that you can't remember. Uh, but you seem to be terrified of uh, just about everything around you. You need to be institutionalized for at least six months. The rest of you, you have nightmares mm. for a long time. You... You, uh, you eventually recover and probably convince yourselves that it was all some sort of horrible dream that you had. Um, but all right. I, I continue to have a strange and unnatural fear of reanimated corpses with skulls for heads. Yeah. Rape skulls. It is some kind of phobia. I don't know why I feel like that. It's entirely that sounds perfectly weird. rational to me. All right, and that's more or less the end of our story. So, what's but the next one? it was all a dream, why was there $81 in my sock? Uh, yeah, actually, we can go over that, too. Uh, Roman, why don't you tell them what you walked away with in this whole thing? 
Um, well, since y'all caught me with the knife, uh, I, I managed to get 81 bucks because I passed uh, 50 off to uh, Jerome. Oh, you did? Yes. I, I, I passed a 50 off to him because he looked over my shoulder while I was in the drawer. Yeah, so, I, stuck I, mean, it, I stuck in my back pocket. I ask you, who is the real monster? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is he doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, yeah he had plenty of cash in his, uh, his box. What, what, what's, a, uh, what's a vessel of Yogg-Sothoth going to do with American currency? I mean, <laughs> he doesn't need it anymore. All right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, obviously, he was a dreamer. Uh, he traveled to the dreamlands. He somehow got cut off and then uh, started uh, looking for means by which he could re-enter the dreamland. He found this, this, uh, this text from this monk and started playing around with some of the, uh, the spells that were in it. Um, but uh, the, the text was actually uh, a, a trap. It was a trap that was created by someone, we don't really know the time or place, but it was a creature, ultimately it was a creature from the dreamlands. And the trap was, was that the person would say the spells and uh, do all these little rituals, this cutting of the skin and all that, that would prepare his body for, for possession by this entity. So the guy had done it thinking that he would get to go into the dreamlands and all of that. And then the final piece was this. The spiral cut. Yeah. Killing himself, thinking that he would then go into the dreamlands, which he didn't. Uh, he just faded into oblivion. The thing needed to wait, though, until the, the summer solstice before it could come back. And today, June 21st, is the summer ah. solstice. Ah, uh, Alice Clark. Sorry, I'm still in character. Um, <laughs> had the thing gotten away with the book, you would have started, I, I would have done like an epilogue with you hearing about news reports of horrible mutilations of people and strange cult-like behavior going on here and there, and you would have known exactly what it was. But it's okay, because this is America, and we have guns. That's true. <laughs> All right. I like, I like that just not a straight up monster. You got someone who was successful in delving into the mythos, uh, gets blocked, sidetracked, finds the wrong thing, and becomes a monster which sucks us in. Right. Nice. So where is where is this adventure published? I'm not sure. This was Dead Border. I yeah. think actually somebody from Chaosium gave it to me. But it's it's got Mike Mason's name on it. So, and that is the correct name. It's Dead Border is the original name. No, I get, I get it. I get the pun. Ah, well, send it to me if you can. I'm really curious to read it. Yeah, I'll try to see who. I think I said at the beginning who wrote it. I think it's safe to say, Philip no longer has a crush on James. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was some of the background. Why don't you guys tell us some of your backgrounds? Yeah, I mean, I was just this, uh, I was just this ne'er do well like son of this uh, wealthy like New York family who was uh, kind of estranged from 
from his folks because you know they didn't they didn't really like um, some of his you know some of his uh, extracurricular activities and um, and yeah he uh, he started uh, he had just become friends with James who was sort of this odd Scottish dude living uh, upstairs from him and it formed a pretty a pretty hard crush on the guy over the last six months. Which is why he cried and he was upset. I mean, um, Jerome, uh, how about your background? Um, so kind of a bootlegger sort of background, but my dealings with James were, uh, he was setting up some false ledgers for me, which you guys pretty much uh, guessed. And um, uh, uh, Jerome had obtained the, the obsidian daggers for him, kind of a no questions asked sort of deal. Um, I really liked that uh, Philip was kind of like the white knight and kind of like stepping in our way as we're, you know, pursuing our own ends. And I really like that uh, Roman was able to kind of like, you know, I, I was able to get him involved in, in, you know, my shenanigans. And I thought that played off really well. Roman, your family. The Skirgalas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was reading the chat. Um, so, yeah, I, I kept it uh, pretty simple. I kind of just went with the, the couple paragraphs you sent me. Um, really, I was just, uh, I didn't really know the guy, but I knew for him not to be working. And, you know, he was always dressed nice and all that. So I was like, all right, he's got some money. And uh, looking at it, I actually, uh, I, uh, it, Reading it, I immediately thought of Crime and Punishment and uh, Raskolnikov. Um, and Romanovich is actually Raskolnikov's middle name. So that's that's where I got the name there. Cool. cool. And uh, Lyndon? Um, me and James kind of, he was a global customer at the bookstore with me and we he would do deals for, for me and find book collectors. And that's where um, he took his book from me and we did this deal. Yeah. It was just, you were just lending him the books and now yeah, he's pretty dead. much. Yeah. And then Victor, you were just a nosy neighbor. <laughs> well, I, I, I like to keep an eye on, on comings and goings. And, and he was always such a mysterious fellow. He'd never said more than hello to me on the stairs. So um, I, I, I thought I would, um, I would play detective, as it were. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's finish it up. Our players included Mike Ray, Kevin Glazner, Mick Swan, Joe Moltari, and Abel Vargas, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us comments. We like reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.